Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante, along with Dustin Hawkinsmith. Dustin, another week, another week of Penn State football talk. Are you ready, my friend? I think I'm always ready. I think people who listen to us might disagree, um, but I feel like I'm ready anyway. I'm going to call you as well-prepared, Dustin. So let's get right to it. We have a show with some news and notes in quarter number one, quarter number two, and three. We're going to do some more projections for the class of 22 a series that I, I've really come to enjoy. I really like it. We, It's a little more than just, hey, are these freshmen going to play right away or not? But we're going to look at their entire future at Penn State. And then in quarter number four, we have our Big Ten Conference from SaturdayTradition.com. Friend, in another Dustin, Dustin Schutte will be talking about some Big Ten issues. Let's start with the Penn State news and notes, Dusty. First off, Last week, there was a position change, wasn't there? There was, yeah. Zaki Wheatley is on the move. I'm sure you talked about him uh, you know, late last week, but I did just want to chime in with just my thoughts on this. And, you know, obviously not the first, uh, nor will he be the last cornerback to change positions. But I think through this process, um, moving from cornerback to safety, uh, I, I just came to a little bit of a new appreciation for where the staff sentiment is on Zaki Wheatley. You know, he's not getting moved because he, he's blocked or anything. I think they really seem to like him as a player. Uh, reading, you know, Sean Fitz from Lions 247 always has a pretty good finger on the pulse of these things. Uh, the coaching staff really likes what Wheatley can do. Likes his length, uh, great ball skills as as we've studied up on him coming out of, of of high school. Really successful first season in the program, and now he brings all those qualities that he, that he has to the safety position. Which you know I think you can sort of project maybe the the early makings of a top four there. But I don't think anything's really etched in stone outside of Jair Brown. So it'll be interesting to see how quick the transition is. I mean, some guys who move from cornerback to safety in the Penn State program do it uh, pretty quickly and adjust quickly. Uh, some guys have needed a year or two to, to acclimate and learn the new job. Uh, I think Wheatley, the way that he played in high school, you know, he played safety and cornerback. He just was sort of a roaming defensive back. Probably helps him in this situation because he's gotten some actual game reps at that spot. Uh, really like him, and I think um, people should be excited about him, and I think this was a really good reason to get him back on everybody's radar. You know, he did end up redshirting last year, but um, could could end up playing a pretty sizable role this fall. I believe what's encouraging for him Dusty is that he did get some game time last year. Again, they protected his red shirt, but he got on the field as a true freshman. So points to him for that. You don't do that unless you're talented. I think also if you combine his size, he's 6'2", 192 pounds. In making the shift, it may be an easier path for him to get on the field at safety. Not a lot of experience coming back there at safety. He could get an opportunity to get on the field. And for him as an individual, safety has become a, almost a star position at Penn State. 
they're really creating a tradition there at safety. So, and still as a redshirt freshman with lots of years of eligibility left, I think it's also a good move for him. Yeah, a lot, lot of time to get his legs under him. A good time to be arriving on this depth chart because I, I really like, um, you know, I, I would project that Keaton Ellis is probably the early favorite to slot into the starting lineup, but I don't think he's going to be so dominant alongside Jair Brown that they that they keep that rotation tight. I think they're going to be pretty um, pretty open with the reps that are given down to other guys. And you look at Jalen Reed and and uh, Wheatley as well, and you can see that these guys, I think, all are going to play some kind of role. Um, really curious to see, and this might this might um, speak to how ready uh, Zaki Wheatley is. What are they going to do with Jonathan Sutherland? You know, some guys, Wheatley got a new position uh, on this roster up that they, update that they made this past week. Uh, Sutherland's still listed as a safety, but I think a lot of people are, are looking to see if he moves to linebacker, if he plays a hybrid role but kind of carries that safety designation. You know, what's his role going to look like uh, in this uh, super senior season that he's got ahead of him? Um, he's going to be an important guy, but uh, if they're pretty good in that safety rotation, then maybe Sutherland can move around a little bit, sort of like uh, Jesse Lucchetta did last year. And, of course, with more depth at safety, yes, you feel a little more comfortable moving uh, moving Sutherland to linebacker. Going back to where uh, Wheatley came from, which is cornerback, I think that's another place that they're in pretty good shape you start with Joey Porter on one side. The guy you're probably going to see as the other starting cornerback, I would think, is Kalen King. And as you mentioned, he's been getting a lot of compliments from Terry Smith recently, hasn't he? Yeah, and I think you, you always have to be a little careful as they're going through and all the coaches from all the different position groups are giving their little words of praise and talking about how hard guys are working. Uh, you have to be, you can't read too much into that stuff, but sometimes the way that they're speaking about players is more than just uh, he put in a, a good effort today. I think there there's really some thoughts and high expectations that Kalen King is going to take not just another step next year as a true sophomore, but take a huge step potentially. You know, he was a guy that they were very excited about last winter, last spring. You know, I think it, it didn't come together immediately upon the start of the 2021 season. But as the as the year went on, you saw him more and more. And I think you saw him start to play with more and more confidence, play more and more freely. And I think you you take that momentum that he closed the 21 season with, and now it looks like he's working extremely hard, and he's kind of setting a tone in that department too. And I think there's a lot of makings here that Kalen King will be a really, really good starting cornerback for at least the next two seasons. And, you know, to be honest with you, I feel like he he could end up being kind of an upgrade over Tariq Castor-Field, if not this year, then maybe next year. I agree with that. And just the fact, yes, we heard all the praise for him last spring, you know, the most prepared high school player coming in and all that. And the fact that they did not concern themselves with his red shirt, he played through the season. They had confidence in him. And as a fan watching him play, I, I don't feel like, no, he wasn't perfect. No cornerback is. But I didn't feel like he was being taken advantage of. And you mentioned Tariq Castro-Fields, who I think, uh, Dustin, he seemed to be nicked up quite a bit. Was never, I'm not sure he was ever 100% while he was at Penn State. But if anything, 
he seemed like the guy who was picked on a bit as opposed to Kalen King. Yeah, and I think going into games, it really did seem like pretty right right out of the shoots last year that opposing coordinators were respecting Joey Porter Jr. more than they were Tariq Castro Fields. You know, something weird happened where Joey Porter Jr. maybe lost his swagger a little bit and got grabby. We've talked about that a bunch of times. But I think this you can probably expect more of the same next year where Okay, if you had to, if you, if you are going to pick one Penn State corner to pick on, it's probably not going to be Joey Porter Jr. Let's see what Kalen King t- can do, and I think what you saw him do, you know, I think it was Week One last year where he had a couple rough plays, sort of back to back early on in that game, and it was like, oh, the, you know, pump the brakes on all that hype, and then we didn't see him a whole lot, and I think there's a little bit of a journey that freshmen have to go on, but especially freshman cornerbacks of feeling confident and of being able to forget about the last play and focus on the next one. And I think if nothing else came from his freshman year, it looks like he was able to compartmentalize when something doesn't go his way. Everybody's going to get beat from time to time. There's no way around it. Um, And I think uh, you saw him probably evolve from a mental standpoint because physically and in terms of his football IQ, all the makings are there for him to be an outstanding player. And I think the experience he got in the second half of last year should really propel him into this fall, into a presumed starting role in a cornerback rotation that should be really, really good once again. Yeah, definitely the case. And you you can't forget about one of my favorite guys, Daquan Hardy, as the slot cornerback. He may not be listed as a starter or thought of, but essentially he's a starter, and I think a a, a real good one. So that's a good, uh, pretty good room there, I think, with King, Porter, and and Hardy. Uh, Dustin, we we can't have a show go by without talking a little bit about the transfer portal, and a lot of the conversation has been about the offensive line. There's been, you know, more offers going out to potential transfer players coming in. But let's not forget about the guy who is already here, or committed, I should say. He's going to finish out the year at Cornell. Then that's Hunter Norzad, and he's been moving up the rankings. I'm not sure what he did during the offseason to warrant it, but but he did get a, a, a bump in his rankings, didn't he? Yeah, and, I mean, a couple things. Number one, just like how mock drafts evolve, um, the players are still the same guys, but I think the people who are doing the analyzing get a chance to take a longer look at some spe- some more specific guys. Like I think it's easy when you're looking at the very tip top of the transfer portal. If you're looking at um, Spencer Rattler or you're looking at you know Caleb Williams or guys like that, yeah, you're going to know those players. You're going to know them inside and out. It's going to be easy to rate them. But I think Hunter Norzad falls in that sort of upper middle tier where you're not looking at a surefire dominator, but somebody who can play. I think it looks like 24-7 sports took a longer look at him. Uh, I, I think that you know anybody who's generating content off the transfer portal, there's also some incentive to take some longer looks and shift some things around so you can generate some new content off of that. But I do think they, they looked at his film a bit more and got to know him a little bit better. You know, Cornell guy and, and an interior offensive lineman where he projects. I mean, it's easy to not know everything about this guy, but I think it's encouraging that the deeper they looked, they saw a player that they liked. And I think sometimes the fact that Penn State was so interested in him probably factored into the type of look that they, they gave him the second time around. Uh, but I, I think 
you know, he, he's a guy that I don't think he's going to be a thriller. I don't think he's going to be a game changer or anything, but to get an experienced offensive lineman who can play that guard spot will end up giving James Franklin and his staff some options uh, in terms of how to move guys around. I do think if another one of these transfer offensive linemen is interested, they will be, they will be interested in having another one. It also seems like they're hunting pretty hard um, edge rushers and defensive ends in this class because you're seeing more offers go out there too. Penn State's not done on the portal. If you look at their actions, offensive line, defensive end seem to be priority positions. It does. I will keep mentioning, though, how about linebacker? Uh, it's a it's a fair question. I mean, if if they really are feeling comfortable with the Tyler Elsden and Kobe King and Jamari Budden, I mean, if they're feeling really comfortable with those guys, maybe there's not quite the urgency that we see from the outside looking in. Maybe the the right linebacker hasn't emerged yet, but they still are interested. That's a position I think they could use an experienced body as well. And the problem with the saying, you know, Elsden and uh, Budden, if they step up. There's still young guys who haven't done it yet. You know, that word potential, it just means you haven't done it yet. So on the offensive line, they have some players like that also, but that's not keeping them from bringing in more people. I would say the same thing should hold true for linebacker, Dusty. All right, that's it for quarter number one. Stick around. Quarter number two, we're going to get back to our series on the projections for the 22 class. Stay tuned. This is Jim from Keystone Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout. 